Hey everybody, welcome to Supernatural Saturday. I am Praying Medic. This is uh, my live stream that I do every, uh, the second Saturday of every month uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern here on my Telegram channel. Welcome to those of you who are joining on the live stream. This is going to be a question and answer uh, live stream. So for those of you who listen to me on Podbean or Rumble, um, I, I would like to apologize for not putting out um, the audio and video files that you're probably accustomed to over the last five years. There are different seasons in my life when God will have me doing a lot of live streams, a lot of broadcasts. Uh, you know, back around the time of the 2020 election, I was doing daily news updates. Um, that was a season in my life when God was saying, this is important. I want you to do this right now. Right now, uh, God has me focusing on books. And I've been spending an enormous amount of time writing, uh, writing and editing. Um, my goal is to publish five books by the end of the year. And I have a pretty good uh, start on some of those books. So the third Q book is finished. It's written, it's edited, and, well, it's in the works. Should be coming out soon. The book on power and authority is written. My editor is doing the last round of edits. I might get those uh, documents back today or tomorrow. The book on power and authority is going to be launched uh, very soon, ho hopefully in a few weeks. Uh, I'm working on a prequel to the Gates of Shalom. And uh, the Holy Spirit's been giving me some really good inspiration as far as the storyline, the the underlying themes, and some of the character interplay. So I'll be working on that book uh, later on this year, hopefully in the next couple of months. I'm also working on a full-length book on emotional healing and deliverance. Uh, that book is going very well. I have a lot of uh, information gathered, and I'm going to be soliciting Testimonies. If you have a testimony of emotional healing and deliverance that you would like me to consider including in that book, you can email it to me. Uh, my email is admin at prayingmedic.com, or you can send it to me through the website contact page. Uh, that book is probably going to take a couple of months to finish. So I have, and I have a science fiction trilogy that I'm working on. So I have a lot of writing projects that I'm working on right now. And I'm not uh, doing a whole lot as far as podcasts and live streams. Um, again, I apologize, but Holy Spirit really has me um, energized to get some books written. All right. For those of you who support us 
uh, our ministry financially, our donors, got a message for you. Number one, thank you. Uh, I would not be able to do this if it wasn't for the generous uh, financial support of our donors. So if you support our ministry through our Give, Send, Go page, which is the only place we really receive uh, financial support online for our ministry, we do have people that send us checks to, for the ministry. And, and you can do that if you want. We, we appreciate it. Uh, our only online donation portal is Give, Send, Go. And if you have donated to us last year and you have not received a receipt for your donation for your taxes and you want one, uh, send me an email through the website, uh, the contact page on either prayingmedic.com or prayingmedic.org, or just email me, admin at prayingmedic.com. Uh, need your name. Street address would be great. Email. Um, we did get some people who donated to us through Give, Send, Go, who put in a wrong email address when they registered on that website, and their emails or receipts bounced back. So when when you're signing up on the website, it's very important to have the correct email address in there. And like I said, if you're expecting a receipt and you haven't got one, just uh, send me an email with your name, uh, a good email address, street address, and we'll get you your uh, receipt. It's not too late to do that. We, we can get it out to you. Uh, let's see. Other housekeeping. All right. That's it for, for that kind of housekeeping. Now, on the question and answer session, uh, I'm going to make a request, uh, and, and that is this. Um, if you have a, a question that you think I can answer, I, I'd like to hear it. There are a lot of questions I don't have answers to. And I, I know a lot of people are frustrated and they're angry about a lot of things. They're angry and frustrated about the way the country is going. They're angry and frustrated about why they haven't been healed. Uh, and, and, and sometimes it's tempting to get on a live stream and just vent your frustration. You don't really have a question. You just want to vent. Um, well, in order to be respectful to everyone on the live stream, I would ask if you not vent your frustration and just get on the soapbox and start, you know, telling everybody what's bothering you. Uh, this is question and answer. If you have, if you have a question, we're happy to listen to the question, you know, take 30 seconds to a minute, ask your question, and then I'll do my best to answer it. And if I have, if I have any follow-up questions, if I need more clarification, I can ask. That's perfectly doable. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, if you have a testimony that you'd like to share, uh, testimony of healing, uh, something crazy that God has done, you want to share a testimony, you want to take a couple of minutes to do that, happy to hear your testimony. Uh, I, I just don't want some, you know, we, so occasionally we have people who get on and they just want to be <laughs> on the air for 10 or 15 minutes and just eat up all the time and, and then no one else gets to uh, talk. So I would just ask you to be respectful of the people on the live stream and try not to take up too much time. If you would like to speak, if you're on the app, there's a little, there's settings on there. Go in the settings and make sure your camera is turned off because if your camera's turned on and you're in your bedroom in your uh, pajamas, <laughs> you don't want to be seen by the audience. Make sure your camera is turned off. Uh, also, make sure your microphone is muted if you're not talking. Those are two things to think about. Now, if you want to talk, there's a little thing there that says raise your hand. You hit the little 
icon that says raise hand, your little hand icon will go up. And I'm just going to go through and uh, call on people who have their hands raised. And that's kind of how this works. All right. Let me see who's got their hand up. Oh, Rick wants to speak. <laughs> I'm unmuted and I'll try to be brief. What is the most significant spiritual matter or matters that you have learned in the past year? Thank you. Hey, Rick, thanks for the question. What is the most significant spiritual matter I have learned in the last year or two? In, in writing this book on uh, power and authority and, and doing some research and just going through the scriptures and looking at people's testimonies, I've come to a kind of a novel understanding, a new understanding of the nature of authority and particularly as it relates to um, power. So there's this passage where Jesus, I think it's in Matthew chapter 10, it's near the end of Matthew chapter 10. So in the, in the early part of Matthew chapter 10, Jesus chooses the 12 disciples, sends them out, they go out, heal uh, the sick, cast out demons. They come back, they report to Jesus and what happened. Jesus then sends out the 70. And the 70 come back and they say, Lord, it was amazing. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus says something very interesting. He says, um, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And he says, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. That's, that's the new King James translation. The old King James says, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. But that's a mistranslation. The word there is authority. So I've been uh, working with my editor, who is my niece, Lydia, on this. And she started asking questions about this whole idea of why do why did Jesus say we he gave us authority over the power of the enemy? Why didn't he give us authority over the authority of the enemy? And I thought, well, I don't really know. So I had to do a little bit of research and found out that, you know, um, Satan doesn't really have any legitimate authority. Authority is granted by one person to someone else. A person in authority grants their authority to someone else, delegated authority. <clears throat> and that's not always how it works, but as, as it relates to the kingdom of God, God is the ultimate authority in the universe. He delegates authority to us. Jesus said to his disciples, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. And what was he saying there? Well, it, my question was, why didn't he say, I give you authority over all the authority of the enemy? Well, that's because God has not delegated any authority to Satan. Satan and the kingdom of darkness operate on power or energy. We, as believers, in Luke 9, verse 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority over demons and to heal diseases. So we have power and authority, but the kingdom of darkness only has power. They have no legitimate authority. So the authority we have is greater than the power of the enemy, which is why we can heal the sick, cast out demons, break curses, and all the other things that we do. And that was kind of, that was a new revelation to me that I just discovered in the last week or two as I was working on this book on power and authority. So Rick, really good question. And we're gonna see who else has their hand up. 
Uh, Susie Ultra Q. <laughs> uh, Susie Ultra Q, if you want to unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Thank you. Could you please give us some advice and suggestions for praying for healing for our pets, poultry, and livestock? Yes, I can. So I was quite blown away to receive all the testimonies that we've received over the last year regarding all these, the pets that people have seen healed. It, it's, it's just crazy. And, and I love them because I've been interested in healing for a long time. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people healed, set free of, you know, demonic uh, evil spirits. And when I started doing this, I, I started hearing a few testimonies of people who were getting their pets healed. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this even in the Bible? Well, um, we very quickly learned out that, yes, pets can be healed. And farmyard animals, horses, you know, dogs, any animals can be healed. Um, and over the last year, we've received tons and tons of testimonies of people who've seen their dogs and cats and birds and horses healed. Some of the horse testimonies are, are just amazing. So here's the basic principle. You, uh, there is no um, different special way to, to pray for pets to be healed. You do it exactly the same way you would do for a human, except that your horse is not going to be able to tell you you know, I rate your pain on a scale of zero to 10. I mean, obviously there's some communication issues. Animals are not going to be able to give you as much feedback uh, as a human would, but the release of power and the exercise of authority is exactly the same. So we release power for creative miracles and we exercise authority for healing we can use exercise authority to get rid of evil spirits that cause affliction and diseases. We can exercise authority to get rid of tumors, cancer, bacterial, viral, yeast infections, anything that's not supposed to be there. You can exercise authority and command it to leave. And it's the same for animals as it is for humans. There's no difference. Do it exactly the same. Uh, all right. So good question. Let's see. Who is next? Uh, Lynn B. Hey, Dave. Uh, how are you today? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, uh, uh, can you explain to us about your online church that you mentioned a couple of months ago? Like, where's the ad, the web address, and how do you give to it? I guess gifts go. And how many attend, and when? And and then the other question that goes along with that is, what is a five hundred eight one A? You mentioned that. Okay. Uh, good questions. Uh, well, yeah. So, hey, Lynn, this is our online church. <laughs> this is it. My online church is these live streams that I do and the chats that we do on Telegram where, you know, I'm asking or I'm answering people's questions. Where do we do prayer ministry? We see a lot of people healed. We do training, equipping and mentoring, teach people about uh, the supernatural kingdom of God. This is our, this is our church. Okay. We, my wife and I are pastors. We have a nonprofit. It's a 508 C1A. So a lot of church organizations um, incorporate as a 501 C3. And we, um, we decided to incorporate as a 508 C1A. The reason is because 501 C3 nonprofits are subject to the Johnson Amendment, which does not allow 
uh, nonprofits to talk about, to endorse political candidates. When we, when we did this, I knew I was going to want to talk about uh, political candidates, specifically um, President Trump. So we incorporated it as a 508C1A because that gives us the freedom to discuss politics and I can actually endorse political candidates and it's, uh, it's not a violation of the, of the IRS laws. So that's, that's the answer. Uh, you're at our church. Thank you for showing up. And uh, yeah, that, this, is, this is how we do church. It's on Telegram, in the channel, and on the live streams. All right. Uh, Marge Mossack. Marge Mossack, if you want to unmute yourself, uh, what's on your mind? Okay. Um, I have been using your uh, praying video for uh, the nervous system, and this happened a couple of months ago. I fell asleep with that playing in the background, and while I was sleeping, I saw an oval, a gold oval picture frame on a black background in front of me, and inside the frame was a portrait of a woman who had long black hair. Her face looked very hard and harsh. And within a couple of seconds, the woman said, I am blocking you, praying medic. And I woke up and I found a blocking spirit and commanded it to leave and I promptly fell back to sleep. It didn't feel like a dream, but I'm asking you, what was that? Oh boy, <laughs> what was that? Um, it's it's not unusual. Uh, I'm going I'm going to leave you unmuted if, you, if we want to have a conversation. It's not okay. unusual. Yeah, it's not unusual for people to um, sense or receive confirmation that there's interference going on when they're trying to be healed. It's it's very common for people to, to come under demonic attack when they're in the process of going through physical healing, emotional healing, or deliverance. And sometimes specific individuals, you may know someone who wants to interfere with your healing, or there may be somebody, you know, it's occasionally people monitor online chat rooms, and when they see people healed, and they have an agenda to interfere with that, they'll astral project into your room and try to harm you or interfere with what's going on. So. I'm not exactly sure if it was an astral projection or if it was the Holy Spirit just revealing there's some kind of a, um, a, a demonic entity that's trying to block your healing, but that would, that's my guess as to, as to what that was about. Okay, that would make sense because I've had contact with SRA survivors. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. that, that might explain it. Okay, all right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye. Dr. Robert Cyprian, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hello there. I just wanted to ask about building um, stronger companionship and relationship with God. Yeah, I, I can talk on that briefly. And, and just to let you know, on my Supernatural Saturday live stream, I think it was back in December, that the entire live stream was about that exact subject. My daily walk with God. Uh, if you go back <laughs> to on my Rumble channel or on my podcast, you can find that episode. And the entire broadcast, I think it's almost an hour, 
It's just a discussion of how I communicate with God, how I hear his voice, how I, you know, what, what I do to try to come into obedience to what he's doing, developing fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That's what that whole broadcast is about. Um, you know, briefly, uh, for me, being a former atheist, uh, it was it was a very interesting experience. Uh, going from never really hearing God's voice, never having dreams, not seeing visions, not hearing that still small voice, to a very active relationship with God, where I have dreams at night, and you know, the Holy Spirit is giving me revelation. Wake up in the morning, Denise and I are talking, having coffee, and uh, I, I try as much as possible to tune into what is the Holy Spirit saying. I focus my mind on the subjects that I feel like God is addressing to me. Like here's a good example. This uh, last night I had a dream where I saw that the FBI was monitoring our online communications, and they were um, they were scanning conversations for specific keywords. Now, that's not, you know, a big revelation to everybody. We all know that they're doing that. But in the dream, I was given this device. And on this device, I could see the keywords that the FBI was monitoring and looking for. Right? So <laughs> that's, that's just an example of something that the Holy Spirit brought to my attention. And so throughout the day today, I'm having conversations with the Holy Spirit. Like, okay, what do you want me to know about that dream? And how does that apply in my life or the lives of, of the people in my sphere of influence? Like, what do we need to know? Is there any action we need to take? Are there certain subjects we need to avoid talking about? Because the FBI is monitoring for those those words and those subjects. Um, I have this dialogue in my mind with the Holy Spirit. I'll ask him questions, <clears throat> and then sometimes he'll respond with a, uh, with a thought, thought impressions. That's how most of us here... Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's just through thoughts. Um, and that's the dynamic that I have in discussing things with God, walking with God. Uh, when I'm praying for people, you know, I, I get up in the morning and go through my emails and go through my prayer requests. And when I'm praying for people, I'm, again, listening for specific information that the Holy Spirit's giving me about this person, their condition, what what specific type of prayer do they need? Is it deliverance? Is it emotional healing issue? Is it physical healing? Something else. Um, I, I just always am trying to uh, focus in on the signal, the signal that the Holy Spirit is sending out. And I'm trying to avoid the noise that we hear in, in our everyday life. I don't have TV in my house. Uh, I don't subscribe to any streaming services. Um, I don't watch movies. Uh, my life might sound kind of boring, but I keep, our house is very quiet. <laughs> we, we have a quiet house and, and that partly, partly because I like to write and I, uh, I, I prefer to write in silence. And I also find it a silent house gives me the ability to hear God's voice really well. Before, before I became a believer, when I was an atheist, I always had the TV on. There had to be a TV on in the background all the time. Because my conscience was bugging me about the things I was doing. And I didn't want to hear my conscience. So I would have TVs on in different rooms, so I never had to hear my conscience. And after I got saved and became a believer, 
I turned that stuff off and I started just tuning in. I tuned out the noise and I tuned into what the Holy Spirit was saying. And this is a fascinating journey. Uh, so I, I would recommend if you feel like you're not hearing the voice of God very well, spend some time alone, spend some time getting quiet, turn off all the, the noise and the TV and the radio and all the other stuff and just be still and know that I am God. All right. I am going to, let's see how oh, Jill is in the chat, but she doesn't have her hand up. So we'll go to Daniel. Uh, Daniel, your hand is up. If you can unmute yourself, uh, what is on your mind, amigo? There we go. Finally got it unmuted. Hi, Dave. Thanks yeah. for taking my call, as they uh, say on the radio. So <laughs> a uh, quick testimony that I believe is a form of Holy Spirit leading on how the gift of interpretation can function. And I don't know how specific you might want me to be, but the idea that whenever we might see what we might think is a mess or some kind of disorder, Holy Spirit could put a meaning there, and it relates to pattern recognition. So I could say more, but however Holy Spirit might lead in this moment. So um, you've got a bunch in the chat and whatever. So Yeah. That's actually a really good observation, pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. I, I often um, uh, connect, I, I take dots, I take data points, and I try to connect mm. them in, in what looks like to be a random pattern. I try mm -hmm. to see if there's an actual structural pattern in, in all these different data points, right? I think that's maybe what you're mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah, and an accessible concept related to that is a movie, was it from the 90s maybe, A Beautiful Mind? Uh, kind of like that, but they, I think so, yeah, and in his case, they were saying he had a mental illness, but if Holy Spirit's in the midst and something similar happened, then it wouldn't be a mental illness, so people might sure. be a bit cautious, but, yeah. yeah. Well, those are some good observations. Yeah, God bless all. All right, appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, uh, oftentimes, what what the Holy Spirit is doing looks to us like chaos, looks to us like tragedy, looks to us like there is no plan, but God's plans are not our plans. When, when God took the Israelites down to the sea, to the Red Sea, and Pharaoh's army was chasing them, the Israelites were like, oh, this is great. We're trapped between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army. We're all dead. We're dead meat. This is not a plan. This is a this is a plan for suicide, but God had a plan in what looked like chaos and the end and a tragic you know uh, event turned out to be one of the greatest stories in the history. It went across on dry land. So don't be careful um, assigning uh, chaos and hopelessness to a situation too early. Sometimes God is doing things. And we just need to take the dots and connect them and come up with a better understanding. Linda Stoller. Linda Stoller, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, I just recently got your book on emotional healing. And I'm doing a lot of research and whatever because this is exactly what my husband needs who has 
basically left the marriage and uh, wants a divorce. And I want to know um, what's the longest you have um, ever heard of of an altar being in control because I feel like this is what is happening right now. Um, and it's been in control since uh, before Christmas, the last seven weeks or so. Um, totally different person, a totally different, um, this altar is not him, not the man I married. And um, okay. so I'm praying against this. I'm coming with everything I can do to save this marriage, but he does not want help. So um, I know you have said that if they don't want help, that there's nothing we can do other than prayer and asking God for a miracle to, because this is not what God wants, obviously. Is this, yep. have you heard of anything going on this long as far as an altar being in control? Really good question. <laughs> All right. So here, here it goes. All right. Uh, my buddy, Steve Harmon does a lot of work with survivors of satanic ritual abuse. And he has a client. The core of this woman's personality went down and various altars came up and took over control of this woman's body for, gosh, what seemed like probably six or eight months. Her core, her main personality was not in control that entire time. Uh, she had one altar or another who was up and in control the entire time. So it's it's not unheard of for an altar or several altars to come up and take control uh, of your personality and your actions and behavior. Um, it is a sign that something very significant is going on. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, in listening to re reading a testimony that someone sent me, this person made the observation that although you need the consent of the individual, if you're going to take them through the healing process, you, you're not going to get somebody healed successfully without their consent. That's just not how the process works. Uh, you, you can probably get them healed without their consent. But what happens is that the demons are going to come back. The sickness is going to come back. If they don't want to be healed, what you need to do is pray for God to change their heart so that they're willing to be healed, willing to engage the process. Now, this one woman said, well, there's a, there's a caveat to that, and that is when you're dealing with altars and fragments. And for those of you who are not aware of what I'm talking about, because it sounds like I'm talking crazy talk, uh, <laughs> altars and fragments are wounded parts of the soul. And in this book, uh, on the small book that I have on emotional healing and deliverance, um, it's discussed in there briefly in the full-length book that I'm going to be publishing. We're going to go into that subject in a much greater depth. Altars and fragments are wounded parts of the soul. They're, they are, well, altars are alternate personalities. And when someone is diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder, which used to be called multiple personality disorder, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about people who have uh, had severe emotional trauma, and when your soul gets wounded by emotional trauma, you create alternate personalities. So what this woman made the observation that I had never heard before was, even if the core of the personality, core persona of that individual 
is not on board with healing, you can minister to altars who are. And I was like, wow, that's actually pretty brilliant. Because sometimes uh, with, with altars, alternate personalities, the altars have a different perspective, different view, different wishes, different understanding of God, different idea of themselves, different understanding of the world. It's a completely different personality. And some in a, in a system, what we call a system inside of a person's soul, who has multiple alters due to severe trauma, that system, there, there will be a lot of different alters many times who have completely different views, religious views, political views, and some of these alters will be will know Jesus and will be saved, and some of them won't. So if you need to minister to someone, healing to someone, and the core of their personality is not hip to the healing program, you might try to find an altar in that system who is willing to go through the process. Then you need to find a way, ask the Holy Spirit or Jesus or the Father, to ask to give you a key that will help you contact that part of their soul that is willing to go through the healing process. And you can sometimes kind of get in the back door that way by going around the main personality if they're not willing to do the healing process. So something to think about. All right, really good question. Uh, Dorothy, Dorothy, you have your hand up. And if you would like to unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hello. Can you Hi, hear Dorothy. me? Yes, I oh, can hear you. I have a question regarding the courts of heaven. I went okay. there because of uh, med mandatory medical treatment from official side. And we have uh, received um, letters uh, with high penalties if we don't comply to that. And we don't want to do that. And the verdict from heaven said that we don't have to do that that Jesus um, is the way and he will make a way for us. But we still receive letters with high penalties to do it. And I went two times back to the courts of heaven. And um, the, um, we, we just got the confirmation that the verdict is still valid and we should trust in it. But we still get these letters from official side with this threatening penalties and my question is what can I do more or how many times do we have to go back to the courts of heaven and yeah yeah that's uh, that, that is a good question uh, and uh, the answer is the answer I give to a lot of questions I would go back to the court of heaven and I would ask Jesus if he's there or ask the Holy Spirit what should you do next um, I don't really have uh, an answer, clear answer I can give to you about that situation. I would definitely ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, what should you do next? All right, Allison Byrne. Allison Byrne, if you can uh, unmute yourself, uh, what's on your mind? Hello, can you hear me? Hi, Allison, I can hear you. Hi, thank you so much. Um, I wasn't expecting to be uh, selected. Um, two things, please. The first one is something that Marge brought up. And I'm aware of having an issue with poverty consciousness. 
okay and i've started since listening to yourself i want to thank you dave because i was brought up strict church of england and you've really helped me grow my faith in god I, it's become so much in the last six to 12 months it's been amazing so thank you awesome yeah. um, thank you i've started to receive numbers from spirit and i thought this would be quite positive for you to hear i was out today uh, for a drive with my husband and i saw a car number plate which was 7237 so i came home remembered the number looked it up and it says angel number 7237 says that money is abundant and readily available if you trust the holy powers you will receive financial blessings wow that's pretty amazing yeah so, thank you that's my first thank you my second okay. request please quick one um about being projected on with an altar body could you possibly your your healing meditation for the nervous system is amazing could you please consider doing a meditation to control and remove negative entities and remove ancient contracts okay i can uh, i'll consider that if you could please because i feel at the moment in particular in time it would benefit so many thousands of your listeners okay i will take that and, under and advisement thank you so much dave love you i love you thank Both you allison take care thank you have a good day thank you annika hudson uh can you unmute yourself Thank you. I'm, I'm reading your book again, Operating in the Court of Angels, and it makes so much sense to me, but when I, I, I don't understand how to get there. I feel like when I try, I fall asleep, <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like I'm failing. Half of I'm what failing. I do puts people to sleep. Why is that? <laughs> but I also have heard that sometimes if, um, like, demons will keep you from staying awake and pursuing the Lord. So I yep. don't know if, if, if you have experience with that, or maybe you can kind of steer me in the right direction. Yep. Uh, that's actually a more common problem than you might imagine. <laughs> I got an email from a woman, bless her heart, who falls asleep every time she tries to read any of my books, listen to any of my videos. She It's like she has narcolepsy when she's trying to listen to one of my videos. My, my video on emotional healing is nine minutes long, and she has not been able to get through that video without falling asleep. Uh, she needs healing. She wants it. But whenever she tries to pursue it, I think there is some evil spirit that is interfering with her ability and does something to her where she falls asleep and can't get through it. So uh, what to do about that, I'm not quite sure, other than maybe – Tell the demon that's trying to put you to sleep to get out and evict that thing so that you can focus on what it is you're trying to do, go through the message, get to the court of heaven, whatever it is that God has you doing at that time. Uh, spiritual interference is a real thing. All right. Jules, Jules with a Z, uh, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? This is the first live I've ever been in. So if I'm Welcome. being too gr greedy with questions, please let me know. Okay. Um, um, how do I even start this? Okay, so I wanted to know your opinion. I've recently 
saw a video that narcissism is a demonic trait, like an entity. Okay, stop. Okay. All right. I have no information on narcissism at all. Uh, actually, narcissism wasn't even a thing until recently. It's, it's kind of weird because I see in the chat all the time people commenting about how their husband, their mother, their father has been diagnosed with narcissism. I've never heard the term narcissism used until probably the last five years. It was not even a thing a few years ago, and now everyone who is somewhat self-centered is a narcissist. It's really a strange phenomenon. And to be honest, Holy Spirit hasn't given me any revelation on that. So go ahead and ask your question. I'm just going to let you know ahead of time. I really don't know a whole lot about narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder. I, I, I don't have a lot of revelation on it, but go ahead. Well, I agree with you. I didn't know anything about it until about five years ago either. I didn't even know what it was until I came across an article that said a narcissist and an empath is a toxic relationship that will never work. That's so when probably I, true. So when I, <laughs> right. So when I read that article, I've been with my husband for almost 30 years. And through the marriage, every question that I ever had of why he acts the way he acts, that one article answered every single one of my questions. So are you an empath and he's a narcissist? Correct. And a narcissist okay. has no empathy. So they cannot sit there and understand how you feel. They have empathy when it affects them. Like if their mother died or their sister died or their dog died. But if right. I'm sitting there trying to communicate with a narcissist husband, trying to tell him how I feel, he just looks at me. It's like talking to a brick wall. There's like no yep. empathy. There's no care or anything. And they do things in patterns to where I would know it's just, it destroyed the marriage. It's been 30 years of living in hell, to be honest with you. And I can I'm imagine. Actually, do you have a question? Yeah, I'm going through the divorce now. Well, one, the question was, you know, if it was, you know, I, I saw that video and they were talking how it was a demonic entity because there really is no cure for narcissism. It, I guess it's a personality trait. But also my question is, you had just said earlier about the praying for the authority to get rid of your ailments. I have high cholesterol. I have melanoma. I have high blood pressure. And I went off the meds because I don't want to be on pharmaceutical meds. So when I pray for the authority for my body to be healed, I'm just asking the Lord to give me that authority. Is that what you're saying? You already have the authority. Okay. So I just command it out of my body. You're, you exercise the authority. Yeah. Jesus, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us is the power of God that works creative miracles. When we become a disciple of Jesus, he grants us authority over sickness and disease. So we have authority and we have power. We need to exercise authority and release power to do healing and miracles. And, and any believer can do it. It takes a bit of practice to learn how to do it. It's done by faith. That's the key. Uh, faith releases power 
and we exercise authority by faith. Okay, and then I can do that over my dog who has an animal. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay. And then in your, when I do go to sleep at night, I've been turning on like healing hurts. But is there okay. something else you recommend? Like I fall asleep with it on because I have a hard time falling asleep and it relaxes me. So I'll, I'll pick different hurts and I'll fall asleep. Yep. You know, I, I have a recommendation. Mm -hmm. It works for me because I've had problems with um, sleep disturbances. Um, I learned from Brian Fenimore to invite God to bring his presence for peace into my room at night. And I've been doing that for probably six months and I sleep really good now. Uh, I used to be getting up at 2.30 in the morning, three o'clock, doesn't happen anymore. I invite God to bring his presence for peace and it helps me sleep through the night. So you might try that. Well, I do, I do when I do sleep, I sleep really, really good. It's just getting there. Um, yep. But it was, I just didn't know if you, you know, believed in the healing hurts because I've, you know. Yeah, I, I know people who have a lot of success using the healing frequencies. It's not something I do, but it does work for some people. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for your thank you, Jules. And, and everything you do. I'm glad I'm here with you guys. Hey, I'm glad you're here too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dottie71, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hi, Dave, and thanks for taking this. This is the first time I've called in, but um, you have answered really wonderfully some, several emails I've sent you. Uh, okay. One is about um, your healing book, about the uh, emotional healing. It's in three easy steps. Helped me so very much to, awesome. uh, to get some healing. Um, and then I read the book to a friend of mine who has alters from horrible experiences as a child and it was really difficult for her um but so i read again realizing that she probably needed more than me to help her yep. get through something. yeah so but but based on that well about a month ago i've asked you to pray for my son and you did and you probably still are um but he had a real big crisis and separation from a now ex-girlfriend but it was a, a terribly traumatic <clears throat> week and at the end of that week, I, which is a month ago today, I got into Al-Anon. And now I'm seeing Al-Anon's bringing up a lot of stuff from my back, uh, you know, my, my history. And uh, now I'm seeing I can use your emotional healing book and what I'm learning in Al-Anon. But a lot of people, you know, I, I, I do it through the phone meetings uh, and uh so many people are still struggling so badly and some are getting a lot of healing. So it's, you know, really awesome to be in it, but your emotional healing book is an answer to my memories coming back the things that I need help with other than, you know, my son is on a very good path now. Thank God. And I actually dreamt him saying, hi mom, just really happy this morning. And, and uh, cool. But Can I uh, make a recommendation for you? Yes, please. Have you heard of my book, The Gates of Shiloh? I just got it, so I better... All right. You yes. are going to want to read that book and maybe make some notes. <laughs> it's 
that that book is um, is actually a training manual for healing severe emotional trauma. It's disguised as a novel, but it's actually all the principles that are just that are uh, brought up in that book for healing uh, severe emotional trauma are, are based on actual experiences that me and my friends have had. And your friend who has a lot of alters, she might benefit from reading that book and looking at the process that is described, how um, Shiloh goes through the emotional healing in that book. I actually bought it for her, but I... Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll, it'll help you too, probably, because you, you may have, a lot of people have emotional trauma that can't be adequately addressed by that thin book, uh, Emotional Healing in Three Easy Steps. There, there are multiple different ways to do emotional healing. The Gates of Shiloh has a much deeper level of healing that, that, and it just illustrates how that happens. Okay, I'll read that. And then one last quick one. This morning, I, I have a brother who um, is much higher uh, economically and socially than me and basically wants to forget me, and that's okay because I'm not right now. But, um, but I had a dream of him today, this morning, right after I dropped my son. That we were on a very tall ladder, and we were, like, going up, 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 up. We weren't connected to the ground. And then that ladder started to tilt, and he was like, or somebody told us, don't overcorrect, just stay up and down on this ladder. And then very gently we were landed for some reason. Anyway, it was like, it was, I'm trying to look at ladders. and It seemed positive, but, but yeah. any ideas about ladder dreams? Well, yeah, high places, right? Um, you, you described your brother as being sort of in a high place in society, and he looks down on you. Yes. Well, when you're in high places, it's easy to fall, mm. especially when society goes through turmoil, like we're probably going to go through in the next year. Well, and he's also on the other side of what's been happening medically, where I'm <clears throat> um, more right. than you think. And he's on the complete opposite side. And uh, yep. So I was just thinking, um, yeah. So it's something. Okay, that's all. Yeah, he's pr he's probably got some surprises coming. Uh, keep him in prayer. He'll need it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay, yeah. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Ted Zilla. Ted Zilla. Uh, Ted Zilla. Uh, I have an old friend named Todd Zilla. So when I saw your name, I was like, that can't be the same one. What's up, Ted Zilla? If you can unmute yourself, uh, what's on your mind? Okay. Can you hear me, sir? I can hear you, sir. Okay, great. Um, in my uh, mid-20s, about 35 years ago, I dabbled in you know, psychic development. I gave readings, used crystals, dowsing, energy transfer of my hands with for healing, um, astrology, but I was using my spirit guide rather than the Holy Spirit. Now, I now feel that that's considered biblically occult and, you know, occult practices. I feel I'm, I, that I still need to repent again. As I mean, I've tried many times, but I've not experienced any premonition from the Holy Spirit as I had from my spirit guide. So I feel that like I need to grow spiritually and I feel like I'm up against a brick wall. Can you give me any insight on what I can do to repent and grow with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Have you gone through uh, emotional healing 
or deliverance? Yes. yes. Uh, was there, did you feel, I feel any, like, any changes? I, I, feel like, I feel I need more deliverance. Um, yeah. I, I had some phenomenal breakthrough with emotional healing, dealing with old things and pornography addiction and things of that. That's all cured. But I'm yep. still, I don't feel like I have the connection to the Holy Spirit in a way that I had with my spirit yeah, guide. I mean, I had actual amazing visions, uh, traveling through bright white lights to see my yeah. spirit guide. And I kind of dropped it for many, many years because I didn't know where to go. I didn't know, I, I didn't know how to understand what I was seeing. And so I dropped it for many years. And these past seven years, I've been trying to get in touch with the Holy Spirit. All right. So, so I feel let like me ask more deliverance. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Have you ever consciously decided you didn't want to see that stuff anymore? That's wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's a good point. I probably did. Yep. So you need to renounce that because okay. that's, that's actually really common for people who get into the occult and the new age and you know all that stuff. Um, when they finally come to Jesus. A lot of them are like, okay, I don't want to see this crap anymore. This is all, you know, like it's all dark, bad juju. I don't want to see this anymore. And they shut down their imagination, which is the portal through which the Holy Spirit speaks to us. So you probably need to just verbally announce out loud and say, I, I want to see visions. I want to see the kingdom of God. I want to see angels. I want to see the revelation that the Holy Spirit wants to give me. And I renounce Anything I've said that shut down my imagination, you can just say that, and that will probably help, number one. Number two, you, you probably need to go through a little bit more emotional healing and deliverance and get rid you, you may have, uh, you know, spirits of divination that are hanging around that you need to get rid of, and that will help uh, your ability to, it'll open your spiritual eyes. You'll be able to see things more clearly, uh, spiritual things again. God bless you, sir. Thank you. All right. Good day, sir. All right. Who's next? Uh, Susan Lee. Susan Lee, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? <laughs> I, I just had a question about a dream. Well, um, actually, my daughter's dream. Um, she, it was revealed to her in a, several dreams that her husband was cheating on her. And so she confronted him and he admitted it. Mm. And, um, now she's trying to figure out, um, if she should stay with him or not. They've not had a very good marriage in the first place. And he wants to try to work things out, but she's not sure. Now she's had several other dreams. One of them was that her teeth fell out. And um, then they grew back in. So I just wondered if you had any insight on that. I do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's, it's actually not uncommon for the Lord to give people insights and information into people around them. Uh, like, you know, your husband or wife is having an affair, those sorts of things. Um, that's basically uh, a, a manifestation of the gift of the word of knowledge. When, when God gives you 
information that you would not normally have access to when he gives you insights into a situation. That's the gift of the word of knowledge. So um, what she needs is a word of wisdom. So the difference between knowledge and wisdom is knowledge is information. Wisdom is knowing what to do with the information. So the Holy Spirit informed her he was having an affair, and now she needs a word of wisdom. She needs to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do I need to do about this situation? How do I move forward? Should I stay with him? Is it, what's the plan? So again, it comes down to asking the Lord for specific information. He told her about the problem. He can also tell her about the solution. And the dream uh, about losing her teeth and getting her teeth back. So losing your teeth or having loose teeth is a really common theme for dreams. Teeth typically refer to wisdom. Wisdom tooth. Get it? All right. So just like I said a few minutes ago, she needs a word of wisdom from the Lord. And that dream illustrates the idea that losing your teeth is sort of being in a position where you lose, you don't have wisdom. When your teeth come back, that is symbolically representative of you receiving wisdom. So if she asks the Holy Spirit, what should I do about this? He'll give her wisdom. He'll give her understanding about what to do. All right. That was a great question, by the way. Uh, let's see. Mary, Mary, you have your hand up. Uh, if you can unmute yourself. Mary, what's on your mind? Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my question. And can I, the one thing you just said about teeth and wisdom, God never put wisdom teeth in my mouth. I've never had them removed, so that just makes me wonder about the reason for that. But anyway, um, I just want to let you know what a blessing you've been to me. I didn't even know I needed you, but of course God led me to you. So um, right at the right time. And I want to say thank you to, if it has been you or Whoever on your channel has prayed for my husband and I in our healing because it is working. So thank you. Awesome. That's great. Um, so I, if I have a question, I have um, read Emotional Healing, your book Emotional Healing. I have listened to Seeing in the Spirit, and I am currently listening to Divine Healing. I feel like God is trying to expedite my learning, like there's an urgency for me to um, get this knowledge soon. So I feel like I need to increase my faith. And I was wondering if one of your books would be better to go to next to, to be able to increase my faith. Yep. Uh, I would consider the book um, Hearing God's Voice Made Simple, if you have not gone through that one yet. I have not. Okay. I would definitely uh, look into that book. I usually recommend that as, as the first book in the Made Simple series because the book on hearing God's voice really just kind of gets you tuned into the many different ways that God speaks. And when you know that you're hearing the Holy Spirit, it's easier to have faith that, oh, God wants me to do this. He wants me to go here. He wants me doing these things because I know I'm hearing from the Lord. Uh, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend that book. Okay. I appreciate that. I, I feel like I've been hearing him, but I've been going 
going through this, I guess, for about a year and a half where I see signs. Um, sometimes it's numbers. Sometimes it's just uh, yep. he leads me to, to things. You know, I'll see something and then hear it. Or uh, the other yep. day he used you. He, he You said to read Luke 8 through 10 and Mark 8 through 10, whatever I was listening to you, you were saying to read those. And when I read those, um, it, it would reveal the vision that I had had of several nights before. So um, wow. that, that's cool. how he speaks to me. But yeah, um, I will yeah. definitely go take a look at that book. Thank you. All right. Okay. Let's see who has their hand up. Uh, Charles Wilson. Charles Wilson, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, uh, real quick. Um, about uh, two weeks ago, uh, on one of his podcasts, John Harold implied uh, that uh, you and Mary Grace might be doing a weekly show on Badlands Media. And I was wondering, is, is there any truth to that? Um, or is there, if there is, is there anything you can let us know about? Yeah, well, that is a fair question. Uh <laughs> However, uh, Mary and I talked about it, and um, as I said on the beginning of the broadcast, I just don't feel like right now is a season where God wants me doing a lot of uh, live streams and, and broadcasts. I'm really trying to focus on getting some books written because I think time is of the essence this year. And so uh, Mary and I decided not to do a broadcast on uh, Badlands Media, unfortunately. It would have been cool to do a show, but we've decided not to do it. So that's the answer to the question. Uh, let's see. Beverly Leffler. Beverly Leffler, you've got your hand up. If you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Did you call on me, Beverly? Beverly. You're on the line. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm healing from this knee surgery still, but it's coming along. Okay. In the meantime, ruining the other knee, of course. But well, you need to be I, careful. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's it's next. <laughs> I've already called the doctor. Hey, let's get this done. So I heard you mention about this teeth thing falling out. I've had many, many dreams of teeth falling out. Does that mean I was losing wisdom? Uh, how do I put this gently? Um, it, you, could, you could say it that way. You could also say that the Holy Spirit is maybe indicating that he wants to give you more wisdom. Because hmm. I've had a lot and, of recurring. Yeah, and, and don't, don't be offended. Don't be you know, upset because... No. We all have those dreams. I've had some very kind of humiliating, embarrassing dreams. Once I realized what they meant, I was like, wow, Lord, I'm not really feeling very good over here. Like, you know, uh, I, I need something positive from you. But, yeah, most often uh, dreams about losing teeth, loose teeth, has to do with us operating in ways that are not very wise. And, and we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all do dumb things, you know. I haven't done too many dumb things yet today, but it's early in the day. Um, and, you know, that's just the Lord saying, hey, I'd like to give you better wisdom. Just ask me for it. Oh, okay. So I've also had a several other recurring dreams, mostly in my childhood, fighting alligators, grabbing their teeth and pulling them open until I kill them. 
Okay. That's I mean, small child and flying. Yep. yep. Uh, so you want to know what those dreams mean? <laughs> kind of. All right. Uh, there's there's an, an implied question there, I guess. So typically dreams about um, doing battle with alligators, reptiles of any kind, right? So lizards, serpents, those typically represent demons. And a dream like when you're fighting an alligator is just really a dream illustrating that there's a spiritual battle and you need to be brave and strong and go after these demons and, and you know, show them who the boss is and don't let them mm -hmm. kick you around. Uh, flying dreams um, generally just illustrate how we are moving in the spirit, how we're operating in the spiritual kingdom of God. If you're flying and you're in control and you're going over mountaintops and everything's great and you're seeing everything from the 40,000 foot view, that, that ten, generally tends to indicate that you're seeing things in life very well and you're moving well in life. But some people have dreams where they're flying out of control. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll almost hit a building. They'll f keep hitting the ground or, or they can't seem to control how they're flying. That, that's, uh, illustrates symbolically sort of a loss of self-control and that for the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is self-control. So out of control flying kind of just illustrates how you're, how you're operating spiritually in your life. Now, these are childhood dreams and when I was going through a lot of trauma. Well, and it's likely that the Holy Spirit was just letting you know at the time you're going through trauma, wrestling with the alligator is the Holy Spirit letting you know, hey, these demons are attacking you. You need to fight back against them. I mean, kids will have smart. dreams. Yeah, kids will have dreams very similar to the ones that adults have. Same meaning. Awesome. So, quote one more question about Okay. Have you ever heard of a demon named Pazuzu? No. It just came to me in a in a prayer and in a kind of a half sleep, you know. Um so the healing thing and testimony. I used your power and authority that you taught us on my dog. He got attacked by a hundred and thirty five pound dog, my little fifteen pound dog. Dang near popped okay. his eyeball out. I prayed. I laid my hands on him. I prayed over him. He has not lost his eye. He has dang near healed. Of course, there's still blood in it, but yeah. he's doing so good. Well, that's awesome. That's great. I know. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I love testimonies of, of animals being healed. It's just, to me, it's just so cool. Well, I just told God, oh, I don't want to, I can't lose my little baby, you know? It was just yep. awful. Crunched his head. I mean, it was terrible. And I had no yep. money to go to the vet. It was on a weekend. So he had to make it till Monday to get, you know, some medicine and antibiotics. But he's yeah. doing good. So well, God, God, is good. God, is, God is great. I mean, he does work miracles, even if it's for my puppy. I haven't got my complete healing yet, but I'm, but I think I'm in faith. I'm standing in faith that it will come. It's on the way. Yeah, I believe that. I really do. All right. All right. I'm sure I had other things to say, but when the teeth thing came out, that made me go to my dreams. I've already done your dream book. Uh, I'm working on, oh, what book am I on now? I think I've done the emotional healing. I think I'm in God's word right now. All right. <laughs> Take care, you. Beverly. You too. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Rob, Rob Habib. Uh, Rob, you've been waiting for a long time. If you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? 
Rob, Habib, Habib, uh, if you can unmute yourself. Hey, Dave. God bless you, man. Hey, Rob. Uh, well, I, I uh, was wanted to ask you about uh, a few months ago, you shared the, where you were starting to practice, I think since last spring or summer, uh, power and authority over the weather to keep the dust storms away from your house. Cool. Any any new stories to share on that or, or uh, other things? Uh, uh, I was hoping you would share your, share your stories. <laughs> I I did exercise power and authority after after I heard you share your testimony on that. Uh, uh, we had a big storm coming and uh, we were kept safe from it. So okay, yeah, I it, it's been kind of a mild winter for us, so I haven't had felt like I needed to exercise authority over the weather recently, but from July when our monsoon started all the way through almost early November, I was doing it all the time because these dang monsoons came down, dust storms and wind storms and lightning and stuff. And uh, I didn't want to have our our property get destroyed. Uh, we got some trees that I don't really want to get uprooted. So <laughs> I was exercising authority out there and it seemed to work every time I did it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for everything. Appreciate you, man. All right. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Jay Tet. Jay Tet, uh, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Dave, or good afternoon. I appreciate you letting me. In case I don't see you later, good evening. Okay. Well, um, I, I just, uh, I know I have the authority and the power over my, uh, anything that comes against me in the name of Jesus. But my sister, who uh, for years was uh, locked up in drug and alcohol addiction and everything else, and she was, uh, I prayed her up out of Florida to come here and stuff, and she and her husband did. Um, they they both got saved uh, and delivered. And my sister was delivered for like 10 years. But now she is... Uh, being tore up by it and i don't how do i and i have prayed with her i've i've done everything i can she's my little sister and i've already lost one little sister uh to to drug and alcohol every kind of abuse you can think of uh when she was 41 and this was over 20 years ago so i just need to know how to take authority and i, I believe she's dabbling in Make, come into agreement with uh, demonic forces and stuff. And I, I've i never had that issue in my life. I've had the alcohol uh, issues, but, I, you know, I've been delivered from all that. I just need to know how to fight. I don't want to lose my other little sister. Okay. Uh, that is a fair question. Deliverance will get rid of evil spirits, but you have to address the reason why evil spirits harass us in the first place. And in most cases, um, demonic access to us comes through emotional wounds. We have emotional wounds, and if they're not healed, they provide a place, a home, as Jesus talked about in Luke 11, uh, the home for demons. And 
when Jesus was talking about casting out a demon, when a demon goes out of a man, goes to the dry places, seeking rest, finds none, comes back to its home, finds it swept, comes back and brings back seven more demons. So he was talking about the idea that you can get rid of demons, but if you don't take away or get rid of the demonic home, they're going to come back. And the demonic home is uh, the wounds in her soul uh, from emotional trauma. And she needs emotional healing. Uh, if she's willing to go through the emotional healing process, that will probably help her a lot. Uh, that, that would be my, my recommendation. All right. Uh, let's see. Vicki D wants to speak. Vicki D <laughs> says, how do I unmute? Vicki D, on your phone, there's a button that says mute and unmute. Just hit the button there to unmute yourself. I think I got it. You got it. I can hear you. Right. I did this one time before and I missed out because I couldn't unmute. <laughs> <laughs> and now your signal dropped and I can't hear you. Oh, no. No, you're back. Better now? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, first, I just wanted to say thank you so much for just being here. Um, I actually found Praying Medic through Q. <laughs> I was looking for Q posts and a lot I of found people it. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um at the time I was really in a bad place. I still come in and out of that. I've, I'm in the chat all the time. I have a lot of support. I love the rebel grandma and, and so many others that are always praying for me. She's <laughs> um, awesome, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I um I'm the person I don't you know, I'll just refresh real quick. I lost my husband to, we had a small marine construction business, and my husband got killed on the job pretty tragically. And the, I always say that was like point one. And then from there, everything went downhill. Um, my family turned their backs on me. You know, I had to put my dog down. My sister-in-law died from brain cancer, so on and so forth. So I've had a tough time of it. Um, but I absolutely love your chat. Um, it is the most supportive healing uh just just a wonderful place and each night you know i go there before i go to sleep i go to the chat i pray for people people pray for me and i, I just find it just like a wonderful place to be and i was so thrilled that it stayed open while you were writing your last book <laughs> well um, the, the, the reason why it stayed open is because no one hijacked the chat this time uh, because we we've, i've had episodes in the past where the chat would get hijacked by a couple of people and they would start talking about all kinds of crazy, inane, ridiculous things. And that's when I shut down the chat. This time, when I took my break to do some writing, the chat continued normally. And everyone was praying for each other and encouraging people. And it was very positive. And I thought, I'm not going to shut this down. Just leave it open. So I'm, I I'm glad you benefited from it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did because I was really going through some tough stuff. My my son, um, who has just turned twenty three, he he heart went into AFib, and I I just I just needed that support from the other uh, you know members yeah. uh, of the praying medic group, and, and boy did they come through because for some reason, praying for myself and my son doesn't seem to work as well as when the others pray. I don't know why that is. I mean, I follow everything to a T, but it, I just seem to get better results. As soon as I put it on the chat and people start praying, it's amazing to me what, what happens. But, um, you know, 
I, I enjoy it. I basically just wanted to say thank you for your ministry and all your dedication and everything. It, it, it's really, really amazing. I, I really still suffer with a lot of tough stuff. Right now, I got some more stuff going on. The guy that killed my husband is going to be suing and getting a very high six-figure payment. So not only did he have to um, not suffer any consequences for killing him, he is suing and, and going to be getting a lot of money. And so I'm just asking the Lord to be with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vicki, just hang out in the chat and you know we're going to keep praying for you. Whatever yeah. comes up, whatever the issue is, stay there. Don't Don't be afraid to ask for prayer. And I'm going to get on my soapbox here in a minute. Uh, did, did you have anything else that you wanted to, or would you, would you no, just want no. to say that you really? Yeah, grateful, I, grateful I just really enjoy it. And I want to say thanks for all you're do, doing and, and everybody else as well. Everybody's really fantastic. Yeah. People are really good in the chat about praying and encouraging. So I, I, I I'm feeling the love too. Yep. All right. Thanks. Uh, all right. I'm going to get in my soapbox here for a minute. Um, I receive a lot of emails from people, and I've seen a lot of these in the last month or two, where someone will say, I never ask for prayer for myself. I'm the last person to ask for prayer, but I'm really desperate and I need some prayer. And and they give me their, you know, their situation and they ask for prayer. Um, I'm always happy to pray for anyone in any situation, but I want to highlight this issue that people have. Um, it's really easy to develop a lifestyle of self-reliance. I was a very self-reliant person before I became a believer. I relied on myself to take care of my junk. Finances, work, whatever it was, I didn't need God to help me. Self-reliant, I don't need prayer, I don't need you people, Just I can, t I can handle this, I can fix it, I'm tough, I'm resourceful, I'm, you know, I have a little bit of ingenuity. I can always handle my stuff. I don't need people to pray for me. For me, being self-reliant was just who I was. It was my way of operating. And after I lost my house, lost my wife, lost my kids, lost my job, lost everything I had, uh, my self-reliance came to an end. And then I started asking people to pray for me. I would, um, I would suggest to you, if you're one of those people who's self-reliant and you just, you're, you're reluctant to ask for prayer, God is going to get you to ask for prayer one way or another. And, and, the, and the kingdom of darkness, Satan will get you to ask for prayer one way or another. Not all the stuff, bad stuff that happens in life is because God wants bad things to happen to you. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life in that more abundantly. Two kingdoms, kingdom of God, kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of darkness wants to destroy us and everything, kill us, maim us, put us, you know, afflict us with sickness. That's the kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of light, kingdom of heaven is one of blessing, health, prosperity. And if you refuse to ask for prayer, if you are reluctant to, have people pray for you because you don't need prayer. You'll eventually, the kingdom of darkness is going to come knocking on your door. And uh, then maybe you'll learn to ask for prayer. I'm not trying to be harsh, but there, there is no valor 
in being self-reliant to the point where you refuse to ask people for prayer. There, there's no honor in that. And there's no shame in asking for prayer. Um, you know, sometimes you need to swallow your pride. If you're struggling, <laughs> reach out to someone, get in the chat, send me an email and say, hey, I'm struggling. I need some prayer. I think it might help, you know, change my situation. It, it may or may not change your situation, but it will change your attitude. All right. I'm going to get off my soapbox and see who wants to ask a question. Eric, Eric Kerr. Uh, Eric Kerr, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, thank you for answering my, my emails, dude. It's been appreciated. Thank you for being my Absolutely. pastor. Yep. Hey, tell me, uh, was it you talking about Wimber in the, in the healing rooms? Probably. Is that with, with Fenimore? <laughs> tell Why? me, do you, do you consider your, uh, chat room a healing room yeah i do okay do you can do you think that that is going to be the new with all the uh vaccine injuries coming up you know they're just starting to hit you know people really are the mitochond uh you know the you know what i'm talking about do you think that yeah that's it's it's coming it's coming around it's becoming people's awareness of the vaccine injuries is it's it's hitting more mainstream like you can't really go anywhere now and talk to people who don't find people who have not had someone close to them who died suddenly, unexpectedly, a young person who was otherwise healthy and they got the vaccine or a booster and a week or two later they died. Um, exactly. And people are starting to wonder what the heck is really going on here. Um, I'm noticing a lot of people are turning away from the medical industry as a whole. I get emails now and talk to people. They will not go to a hospital at all for anything, period. And and that's kind of a dangerous situation because um, hospitals are not in and of themselves evil. You know, if you're having a heart attack and you need to get to an emergency department and get a heart cath and maybe get have bypass surgery to save your life, um, the only place that's going to happen is a hospital. That's not going to happen anywhere else. Now, you can reach out to people for prayer. And I know I've seen people healed of cardiac chest pain by praying for them. But there are certain there's a um, there's a little bit of a danger with people going too far in one direction. You know, the pendulum tends to swing when you realize the the big pharma, uh, the, the medical industry is sort of corrupt. It's easy to just think I'm going to throw all that away, never going to take any medications not going to ever see a doctor, not going to go to the hospital. I'm only going to do natural and I'm only going to you know, rely on God. I don't know if that's necessarily a wise thing. And that's, that is what's happening. People have been very, and more people, their eyes are getting opened to the corruption in the medical industry. And it's a danger. And to your, I think you're going to ask me, do I see, you know, things like my channel being a healing room as an alternative to the medical industry. And yeah, I, I do. I, I think God's given me some dreams years ago about how there's going to be a massive worldwide healing revival. And I didn't know back then that there would be this kind of uh, hideous, insane level of criminal activity going on in the FDA, in the CDC, in government, in the hospitals. Never saw this coming. But this could lead 
to a massive healing revival if we, if we play our cards right. That's what I think, and that's what I feel, and that's why I was asking. And, you know, with that job that we talked about uh, that I just now took and yeah. being having to, you know, they waived me from taking all those shots, which I was just yep. amazed by. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty uh, good luck or divine yeah, favor, especially in Colorado. Yeah. Tell me, do you think you know how Peter and even Jesus, their shadows healed people? Yep. Do you think that that is something that will be coming up? Yep, it's already happening. I've really? seen it happen. Yeah. So, um, I was talking earlier about how Jesus. When he gave his disciples power and authority, authority is exercised, okay? You command something. Um, you know, you command an evil spirit to come out. That's exercising authority. Power is released. It flows from us into the sick person. When the woman with the flow of blood crept up behind Jesus and said, I know if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And she grabbed the hem of his garment, and uh, the Gospels say that power left him and went into her, and she was healed. And he turned around to the disciples and said, who touched me? And Peter's like, what do you mean, Lord? Everyone's touching you. The crowd is thronging you. What do you mean, who touched you? And he said, I felt power go out of me who touched me. And then he, he had her testify. Okay, power is released. It's, it's energy. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And when we're, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that power can flow out of us into people that need healing, and it can set them free, it can heal them. I've seen it happen. I have seen people healed spontaneously, but I'm just standing there minding my own business, and someone who had a toothache one minute all of a sudden is like, wow, I just had tooth pain, and now it's gone. What happened <laughs> Like, oh, the Holy, I'm leaking. The Holy Spirit leaked out of me and got this person healed just because they were standing next to me. So when in Acts chapter 5, when it says that they would bring out the sick and lay them in the streets, that the shadow of Peter would fall upon them and they'd be healed. All right. The shadow of Peter, I don't think, had some special anointing. I think that Peter was leaking the Holy Spirit. And as and disciples, and as they're walking through the streets, because they were filled with faith, the power of God was just leaving them, going out to the people nearby, and it was healing them. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's going to happen more in so the future. So when, when you were in the ambulance, were you able to do that? Were, uh, was <laughs> your presence able to do yes. that? Yeah, it, yeah, it's happened. Um, it happened to me in Australia. I went to Brisbane, Australia back in 2012 and did some teaching there on healing. And uh, we went out on these street vans and we did ministry to the homeless and uh, women's shelters. And I, I would see people spontaneously healed, not even pray for them. No one prayed for anyone. They just got spontaneously healed just from being around us. Um, I, had a, I had a dream back about that time, 2011-ish, where I transported a severely crushed trauma patient in the yes. ambulance. And I didn't pray for them. I just sat there and watched them. And when I got to the hospital, they were healed. The power of God just healed them spontaneously, just because just I was there. So um, 
that that is a thing. Uh, it's cool. It's cool to to know that we can release power, but we can release power anytime. And it comes down to this issue of faith. It's it, it, power is released through faith. Authority is exercised by faith. When we have faith, when we are full of confidence, the power of God goes out of us and heals people. And uh, I think it's going to become a much bigger thing when people figure out what this power is all about. Thank you. You've been such a blessing, Dave. And uh, Absolutely, I Eric. you're my pastor. So thank yeah, you. Well, hey, keep me up to date on what happens with your job. I will. Thank you. All right, sir. Thank you. Orion Remington, if you could unmute yourself, what's on your mind? So I just wanted to be able to um, ask you if you'd be willing to um, come on a podcast that God has led me to uh, start. I don't know all of my subjects yet. I am a former AEMT and uh, was while I was in paramedic school, I was studying your book. And um, wow. I have operated in some of what you're talking about, uh, not to the extent that you have uh, by any means, but I have full faith in it and and my ability to do so. I just uh, had a um, epic series of life for the last five years that, that brought me away from everything. Well, that sounds interesting. Why don't you send me an email through the website uh, or just email me admin at prayingmedic.com and maybe we can set up a time to do a podcast. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. I just want to say you've been an immense blessing in my life. Um, the, uh, oh gosh, uh, the book on healing um, that you wrote Divine Healing made five simple. years ago. Yeah. I, I still am repressing through it actually again right now um, so that I, I can grasped back a hold of what I, I had had a hold of at that point. Um, God's been doing different things with me, but um, I want to grasp back a hold of the healing um, anointing that I, I was walking in so well. And I, I just, I really appreciate uh, um, what you've been doing since long before the this uh, Q movement and everything like that. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good to hear that the, the books are having a positive impact on people. All right. Thanks, man. Holy healing. <laughs> Holy healing, Batman. Holy healing. If you are able to unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Well, I accidentally hit the uh, hand-waving thing. but And you didn't uh, actually have a question. I did not, but I just love you guys, and I want to thank you for all that you guys are doing and um just appreciate you hey well it's it's a pleasure to serve and uh you know i, I like my job it's a lot of fun so uh thanks for showing up on the live stream absolutely shalom shalom samson morapidi samson if you can unmute yourself what is on your mind hi um Good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning. Uh, good evening to others. Um, I'll try and be uh, quick and precise. Né? Um, okay, I'm 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 based in Africa. I'm from uh, Africa, South Africa. Uh, you know, there's uh, different ways, uh, different 
ways of conduct that I've seen between um, like most um, men of God here locally and then uh, most of men, men of God like in, in, in other parts of the country like you in the U.S. Um, um, I am reading um, a couple of your books, uh, uh, Traveling the Spirit Made Easy. Uh, my question goes to um, uh, healing. Um, I, I feel like how how can I uh, 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 allow God to use me in that space? Um, I'm I'm personally um, TG uh, T3 uh, paraplegia from a vehicle accident back in 2015. And then it, it at at times it, it you know it, it depressed me a lot because I'd go to um, I would be invited to different ministries and then at the end of the day after the prayers I would be made to feel like as if no I don't have faith or I don't believe and you know deep in my heart I know that I do believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I love the Lord with all my heart. But at times, uh, if a man of God prays for you and nothing happens, then they want to, like, put the blame on you. You know, I would like to see that uh, changing in a way. I don't know I don't know how, how to express it. Thank you. Yes. Well, Samson, that is a real problem. Uh, I'm aware of the phenomenon you're talking about where um, healers, when they pray over someone to be healed, and that person isn't healed, they don't want to take the blame for it. So they tell the individual, well, you don't have enough faith. It's your fault. And that is a cop-out. And that, in most cases, is not true. Uh, I, I, I just don't like it when people use that approach, that explanation, because that's not typically what what the person needs to hear. And it's, and it's just not true. Um, by the way, I have a friend by the name of uh, Mr. Jamerson, he's he's sometimes in the in the chat on Telegram. He is paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, he's been in a wheelchair for years. Uh, he has been teaching healing uh, online <laughs> in healing workshops on Facebook for more than a decade. I met him uh, back in 2010, I think. He and his wife both do a lot of healing. He's in a wheelchair. Okay. And and I, I get that question from a lot of people like, I can't, I don't feel like I can heal other people until I'm healed myself. Well, everybody that I know who operates in healing has something that they're waiting to be healed of. I'd like my eyes to be healed, so I don't need glasses. I would like, <laughs> I have all kinds of little issues that I'd like to be healed of. I'm not, but that does not mean you cannot be used to heal others. Everyone that I know who operates in healing has some issue, whether it's migraines or chronic back pain or eczema or whatever it is, we all have issues that we deal with. That doesn't mean we're disqualified from healing other people. Uh, you step out in faith, you pray for people, you release power, you exercise authority, you can see people healed from a wheelchair. Yes, it is a bit of a strange dynamic, but you need to get over your your how you feel about it and your own, you know, self-conscious awareness of it and just get over it and say, look, you know, God can use me to heal just as well as he can use anybody else. It, it's a little bit of a mental battle, but God can and will use you to, to heal other people. And I know people who, when they started to operate in healing, they started to see their own issues be healed. So I definitely encourage you, Samson, to step out 
in faith and start praying for people to be healed. It'll happen. Song of the Spirit, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Wonderful. Shalom. Um, okay, quick question for you. First of all, I don't love you, but everyone loves you, so anyway. Um, <laughs> Not my enemies. <laughs> I love you. But anyway, okay, so have have faith, you know, working in healing, have faith. Have faith to pray for someone who had like a widow-maker heart attack, and I'm praying for them from home. They're in the hospital. They had already like died twice, back to life, like like on the verge of, on the, you know, going out and I'm praying for him. The Lord says, go to the hospital. And I'm like, why Lord? And he goes, because I need you to bring your faith. And I'm like, can't I just do it from my couch? You know, come on. And he's like, go. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. So I go and I pray. And I'm not saying just my prayers did that. He had hundreds of people praying for him, but I knew my prayers made a difference. The Lord asked me to go. So, okay. But then my son gets a headache and I, I don't have the faith to <laughs> to pray for that. You know, how does what is going on there? Like, I have faith for someone to live through, you know, multiple heart attacks and live, and I am trying to heal a headache. Like, what's okay? <laughs> what do I do All right. here? So, I, I I'm understanding the dynamic you're talking about. Let me ask okay. you a specific question. When you okay. say I don't have the pray, faith to pray for a headache, what do you mean? You you just couldn't pray well, for him? Oh, no, I did. But I'm like, I hear I had faith, you know, to for someone who's basically on the verge of death with, without okay. a problem. And then there's a headache. Like, do you see, Okay, so like, what, do you, what do you mean? What, what, I'm trying to get you to describe what, how, what you mean by faith. Why do you think you, did, you had faith for the heart attack but not faith for the headache? Why do you, why do you think that's true? Oh, so good. You know what? I, of course I Is it because that the headache wasn't healed? Right, right. Okay, right. so that doesn't mean you didn't have faith. Okay, okay. Because faith, because healing is not just an issue of faith. There are many, many different dynamics that go into healing. Faith is not the only one. Okay? Okay, okay. So a lot of people have headaches because they have evil spirits. Oh. They don't need healing they need deliverance a lot of them oh. need emotional healing and deliverance it's not that you didn't have faith it's that it's probably that the person had another issue that you didn't address ah oh, so good okay and i did you know what i did feel it was a spiritual warfare thing yeah, and i of I, course and I, I if, if you have some success in healing and you pray over somebody you release power or exercise authority headache i command you to get out in the name of jesus and it doesn't leave you need to start digging because there's a reason why that thing is not leaving. And it's probably not your faith. It's probably something else, you know, generational issues, a curse, uh, emotional trauma, just start going down the line of a list of things. And by the way, that list of things that I've kind of identified, there's like about 20 different things that can stand in the way of healing. Those are going to be in a separate chapter in my next book on power and authority. Mm. Very good. Very good. Thank right. you. Yeah, and and just one quick question about spiritual warfare. Then, if it's if it's a direct attack on on someone, like well, it's an outside, like more of a witchcraft situation. Um, any any quick guidance on how to attack that or come at that? Ask really? the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it, in general, in general, if you're sensing that there is some kind of witchcraft involved, whether it's you know a, a curse of some kind, 
Curses can be broken by exercising authority. I break the power of this curse on this person. You can do that. Uh, and if the Holy Spirit gives you a specific uh, strategy, specific words to say, I would do that too. Very good. Thank you for your time. Uh, that was the last question. I, I like doing this. Obviously, as you can tell, I, I have a good time hanging out with my peeps uh, on the live stream. I wish I could do this for another two hours, but my butt's getting kind of sore. <laughs> I need to get up and stretch. Uh, thank you all for joining the live stream. Thank you for listening on the replay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pray for you guys to be healed before I go. Uh, I'm going to do a demonstration, a demonstration of power and authority. So you release power for healing by faith. I'm just going to believe, that's faith, I believe, that when I pray, over the audience that's listening, some of you are going to get healed. All right. So I'm just going to put my hand up and I'm going to release the power of heaven that is inside of me, releasing power. And I'm going to exercise authority, commanding evil spirits to leave. I command spirits of pain to leave. I command shoulders to be healed, command torn rotator cuffs to be healed. I'm seeing things in my mind, words that the Holy Spirit's giving me. I command carpal tunnels to be opened. I command tendons to be healed. I command nerves to come back to life, dead nerves. Come back to life right now in the name of Jesus. I release the healing power of heaven. I command evil spirits, spirits of pain to come out, migraines. I command you to be gone, headaches gone. I command lungs to be healed. Pulmonary fibrosis, I command you to go. I command lungs to be healed right now. Lung tissue be made brand new and soft and supple. I command blocked arteries in the heart and lungs to be healed. I command the long COVID effects to be removed right now and evil spirits removed. I command the negative effects of vaccines to be removed right now in the name of Jesus. I command hips and pelvis to be healed. Pain, inflammation, I command you to get out. Ligaments nerves, tendons, muscles, bones, cartilage, new. If you have a knee meniscus problem, we're going to get that healed. I speak a new meniscus into existence in your knee. New cartilage, new ligaments, new bones, new tendons. If you have metal, that metal is going to get ripped out and God is going to replace it with new cartilage. I command eyes to be healed if you have glaucoma. Retinopathy, I command the retinas to be healed. I command the lens, cornea, aqueous and vitreous humor to be healed. And if you have tinnitus, I command spirits, evil spirits and demonic devices to be removed right now in the name of Jesus. All right, that's it. That's the show for today. Thank you for joining me. Uh, as always, if you have comments, questions, prayer requests, you can hit me up on my two websites. Prayingmedic.com is my main website. Prayingmedic.org is the ministry website. Contact page on there. You can uh, send me messages, feedback on either of those websites. The podcast is on uh, Podbean. You can just search for Praying Medic. I'm also on True Social sometimes. Haven't been too active on True Social lately. Uh, just trying to really focus on these books and get them written. Uh, if you are watching this video on YouTube, it's not my video. 
someone stole it and uploaded it to a fake account because I have not been on YouTube for three years. Uh, but I am on Rumble. That's where most of my videos are. All right, that's it. Thank you for joining me. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on Supernatural Saturday next month. Oh,